find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And welcome back. Or welcome to a brand new episode of the world's most unorthodox lifestyle and business show out there. This is the Behind the Baller podcast. I am your host, Ben Baller, a.k.a. the Korean John Daly, a.k.a. the Wash Lord, a.k.a. Back Nine Ben. For those of you who don't know, the BB logo now stands for Be Better. And that is really my fucking it's it's not even a, a moniker this is that is my mantra for life okay it's exactly what i want you all to do okay no matter how much you think you are killing it there is always room for improvement and always strive to be better in life okay you can't control others you can only control yourself you can start today and be better today than you were yesterday be better this week than you were last week improve 10 percent of things you don't like about yourself every day each day okay fuck it even change one percent just improve one percent every day until you see the change and you keep on going guys this show is brought to you by the one the only the world famous dust brothers miles davis and jordan winter aka my saviors also known as the eight-time podcast producers of the year. Today, it is now July 10th, and uh, last week was very fucking weird. Sorry for the skipped episode, but it was very much needed. Um, let's get into it. Miles, hit the army off with some Lakey, and let's get rocking. So I know this has happened in life. I don't know how many times it's happened. I'm not really the type of dude that uh, gets really tied into statistics, but 4th of July being on a Tuesday, fucked my whole week up. It was a real weird week. It, it just was off. Um, obviously, I'm really not going to get too deep, and I already really do include a lot of things that I don't, really speak about publicly other than, you know, could be 4,000 people listening, could be 400,000 people listening, I don't know. But uh, I got a weird schedule with with what's going on with um, a divorce and things like that and the custody with the kids and stuff, you know, and it's just um, today feels like a double Monday from hell. Yesterday didn't even feel like Sunday. I don't even know what the fuck it felt like. It, it just felt like 1 p.m. felt like 6 a.m. on a holiday Sunday and I hadn't slept yet. And I got some sleep this week, right? I, I went through, I went through. It's, it's a rough week, real, men like mentally, the last two weeks have been real rough. You know, um, and before we even get into Threads, Jonah Hill, and all kinds of other shit, the WLI, October shit that we got going on, subscriber meetup, all that other stuff. Um, you know, I read something that my boy Biggs had wrote 
And I think at this point, and it's so fucking vague, and I think people just really, I, I've seen a few things here and there. I don't really search what people are saying about me and this and that. And not that I don't care, I don't, but at the same time, like I really, like I'm just really in a different place, right? And um, I think where me and uh, my soon-to-be ex-wife are is actually surprisingly in a decent place, right? After knowing each other for such a long period of time, I think both of us have seen a different side of each other. Again, there's never been any kind of infidelity, no stupid shit like that. It's not like that. It's something, and it's just weird because I see a lot of divorce, breakups, and things like that. And and from somebody who's been with someone for over 10 years, and I'm not knocking people who've been together for five or six, but married five or six, but you know, when you've been married for over 10 years, you've been together for 13 plus, like it's, it's, it's some shit. You really got to think about it, right? You think about how many different people's lives change, not just your lives, not just your kids' lives, but then the people around you guys, whether it be in-laws, other family, other friends. It's a weird thing. And, and I, I, I commend anybody who's really gone to a place. And sometimes it's just really not even irreconcilable differences. It might even just be like, fuck it, you know, we just, you know, this is what it is, blah, blah. I'm not that type of person. Um, I think that, you know, Nick, wants to be that person, but it's it's just a lot that, I think there are a lot of variables that people don't understand, and maybe I do get into it later in my book, and I don't really know. But I read this thing my boy Biggs wrote, and he said, unforgiveness handcuffs you to the ones who hurt you. And I've not really been the high road taker until recently. And when I say recently, even before this all happened, I've learned to take the high road much more in the last couple of years. And this might be all over the place because chronologically we've been, you know, gone for almost two weeks. But something happened on the 4th of July that I would never, ever imagine to happen. And I want to do what's best for the kids. I think at a certain point, no matter what the fuck we do, unless we were to squash it all and really just go through a lot of therapy and figure this out. Anything that we figure out even as amicably as possible will just not be best for the kids, period. That's just my personal opinion. But until then, I will say that I think each of us have bit our tongues for certain things. But one thing I can say from going on, what are we at? Um, March, April, May, June, July, five months, right? Five months and not speaking for about three. I was fucking shocked that Nick asked me to take her and the kids or come along with her and the kids to a 4th of July concert and fireworks show at the Hollywood Bowl. And I think prior to, and I was with the kids earlier on, I want to say for the three or four hours I had between the actual show starting or being to go pick them up and go to the show, I thought about canceling like twice. I said, I ain't there yet. I said, let me just be monotone. Let me just go do what I got to do. And it was a weird feeling going to pick them up, 
first time being in the car together for about, you know, four or five months. Kids were cool. Um, if anything, I think Kai and London were extremely happy because uh, they're seeing their parents together. And we went. And of all fucking things, we went to go see the Beach Boys. <laughs> like, well, one, the crazy thing I didn't know about until that night was uh, Nicolette's first concert was actually a Beach Boys concert. Her parents took it too, but it was it was crazy. It was, uh, well, one, it was a good time. And, um, you know, we were able to bring drinks, you know, water, snacks, White Claws, you name it, all that stuff. And there are so many fucking hits by the Beach Boys. You know, it's good to show the, the boys. You know, L Ryder's been a big fan of classic music and stuff. He likes oldies and stuff. And the fireworks show was way better than I thought it'd be. Um, I got to give a big shout out to Andy in lot A. Andy, you are a fucking G. I cannot believe after all this time, the last time I saw you was the weekend concert. And I was with Nick. And I don't know what to say. Andy, you are fucking amazing, bro. You are seriously a godsend. But another weird thing is I didn't know John Stamos from Full House. John Stamos is a major celebrity. I didn't know he is temporarily playing the drums for the Beach Boys. And he was pretty goddamn good. It's fucking crazy. But yeah, man, you know what? Um, we got along, avoided each other's videos. You know what I'm saying? Like when we're taking videos of the kids and everything else and just being, um, you know, this is different from social media. This is totally different from um, what I do on Instagram or Twitter or, or threads or whatever, fucking TikTok. I don't, I don't know on TikTok, but it's just weird. You know, uh, it was, again, a very weird week. And I'll get into... Um, more recent with what, you know, I just took the kids on a trip and everything like that. But it was just a fucking weird ass week. And then prior to that, just a lot of bad news. You know, and um, I'm really still going through a lot of trauma with more reminiscing. And it's not necessarily missing things. It's just, you know, when you lose a best friend, that's the part where like, you're just like, nah, man, you know, and I got no choice, right? I got to keep pushing because I got to do, because again, you know, like I, it's the fucking breadwinner, you know? So I got to figure shit out on a different level and I pivoted into a whole different world. So it's not like, do I go back into jewelry? Nah, that's not really, you know, I don't think I need to do that. N not yet, at least, right? But while all this shit is going on, there is this singer I think she's American-born, Hong Kong celebrity, Chinese girl, uh, Coco Lee. She took her own life. And she's like two years younger than me. So I remember like, this is like a blast from like 20-something years ago. I'm like, God damn. Like I think about during the time that Jen was coming up, the rapper who's been on the show before. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck's she going through, right? Like, you know, it's, it's tough, right? You're out there trying to stay relevant, you know, and... You know, maybe jobs ain't coming in. I don't know if she was married. I don't know if she has kids. I don't fucking know. And sometimes, you know, you just really think about how lonely shit is, right? And they say that married couples live longer than single couples or divorced couples and this and that. And I can't tell you the level of stress I've been through, but I also can't tell you how many fucking lives I've lived already, right? And not ready to go yet, right? My goal is to, you know, my ultimate goal, and I feel like success will be, is me being able to see my kids flourish, right? I'm grooming them. I'm seasoning them to be decent adults in society and wanting them to be happy. 
Um, ideally, I'd love them to see them get married and have kids. That might not happen until they're fucking, you know, well in their mid to late 30s. And at that point, I'd be into my mid to late 70s. And I, I really tell you the truth, I don't know. Um, and I don't mean that on a level of where I'm taking myself out. I'm talking about on some, my body's weary. I've, I've lived a lot of life. But rest in peace, Coco Lee. That fucked me up. But while I was in Vegas, and we were shooting part three out there with uh, Stephen Malbin, Dust Brothers, uh, J.R. Smith, and a whole fucking array of different pros and celebrities. Right before about to shoot, I'm in a place getting an IV drip in the wind. And Malbin tells me that Sponto, my boy, founder and owner of Born X Raised, had fucking died in a car accident. And that fucked me up big time, right? And it wasn't just like a fucked up act. He was in, obviously in a lot of pain. He was hit, broke every bone in his body. He was in Mexico of all places. His father just died of a car accident earlier this year. My man Spanto has beat cancer twice. This dude is an OG, real gangster from Venice. You know what I mean? Like I'm, if someone told me like, oh shit, a drive-by happened or this or something else crazy. But a fucking car accident with like an 18-wheeler truck. Like, God damn. I don't know what to say other than that. Sponto is one of the best people I know. I think he represented Los Angeles so well. I think what he did for the term that I hate the most, the culture, he represented the culture on a whole different level. He represented Los Angeles like no fucking other. And it's just, the world is a sadder place without dude. Rest in peace to his kids, to his wifey, his family. He just did an amazing thing for Father's Day, honoring his dad and just... It's just a great guy all around, man. So it's just been a real somber time. And it doesn't do much for my mental health. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a fucking crazy thing, man. It's just, I, I don't know, man. The world is getting restless. Shit is getting scary. Shit is getting worse. The day after 4th of July, I was fucking driving to um, actually going to Roger Dunn. And I seen a Kia, a Kia car. If you go to my threads, you'll see, you'll see the video if you scroll down. But I was going to, to Roger Dunn in uh, North Hollywood, California. And um, this Kia couldn't make up its mind if it was going to exit the exit or get back on the freeway. And this is on the 101 going towards the valley. And the car just like was probably going 50, 55. And it hit those trash can center divider things and it fucking flew in the air at least 10, 12 feet, at least. Then it smashed, it crashed, there was four people in the car. The car was fucking completely, it looked like a can of soup had been smashed. I don't know where the engine went to. I was looking, there was pieces all over the place. I pulled over immediately, got out. A couple other people got out. A state police car got out. People were trying to help. I was looking inside, there was people in there. Nobody was conscious. I, and at that point, I was like, fuck. Let me just call for help. And then help was coming. I was like, yo, but just to witness that, it just bugged me out with what's going on and everything else. It just fucked me up. Again, you know, it was just, just weird as fuck, man. It was just such a strange fucking time. And um, before I even get into threads, which I do want to get into, I want to talk about how fucking shitty Twitter is. And it's so fucked up because I love that app and it was my favorite social media app forever. 
Instagram never really surpassed Twitter. Twitter is where you go and speak your mind, talk your shit. And if you wonder, you see a girl on IG, she might have 1.7, 3 million followers. And on Twitter, she might have 50, she might have 70,000. It wasn't a place to see tits and ass, even though it is, there's no censorship. You could see there's dicks, there's, there's people fucking, there's porn, there's all kinds of shit on there and this and that. But what I mean is, Twitter's where you see, for the, that's where the, the memes start. That's where the jokes start. And you know, like, if you're outspoken and, and you know, you got some like, if you really got some, if you got a mouthpiece and you're funny, no offense. People don't want to hear, you know what I'm saying? They want to like, what, what is a chick, you know, going to say if all she does is post bikinis and everything else? I'm not saying she's unvaluable. I'm just saying, I mean, she's not valuable. I'm saying, you know, a lot of them, whether they be from Europe or anything else, it doesn't translate. And again, Twitter's worldwide and people can speak different languages. I'm saying they ain't out there their fan bases are like, yo, let me see some tits. Let me see this, this, and this. And they give them what they want. But like when they get on Twitter, some of them start becoming activists and, um, you know, talking about being vegan, talking about this, talking about saving animals and blah, blah. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying like motherfuckers like to talk shit on sports. Black Twitter goes off. Sports Twitter is crazy. People like to get their jokes off, all that type of shit. So Twitter is a different animal. People thrive on Twitter and they get, you know, but then, you can't really get unhinged anymore. You know, it's gotten a lot more crazy. And, and I won't lie, you know, let's just say it's a coincidence. I'm not going to blame Elon, even though he's probably at fault. Elon bought that app for $44 billion. It's worth $15 billion now. Yeah, he's still the richest man in the world, but that's motherfucking 30 bill, 30 billy down, right? And the app is gone to shit and just like, it's just trash. And I go on there and it's just every fucking day. It's left this, dem this, liberal this, conservative this, fucking this, and fucking let's cancel this person. And I'm just sick of that shit. Like, I'm fucking tired of seeing that shit. And I just seen Guy Fieri was trending. I was like, what the fuck is Guy Fieri trending for? And apparently he's at UFC the other night and he shook Donald Trump's hand. And let me tell you something. How many motherfuckers who listen to this show don't know that I hate Donald Trump? I can't stand that motherfucker, but I don't know him. I just don't like his actions, right? And I always say, how could you hate somebody you don't know? You can hate enough for, for someone like that, right? Just the simple shit that you see in, in plain sight. And I'm gonna say, don't believe what you see, don't believe half what you hear. Shut the fuck up. It's rare when everyone hates someone and that person is good to you because he's trying to change one person at a time, but generally they're pieces of shit. They can fool one, they can't fool everybody. And sometimes at some point, it's just what it is. And if Donald Trump wanted to shake my hand, I don't know what I would do. To be honest with you, depending on in the, in the, um, the setting, the mood, I don't know. And if I did, I don't know if that would be, oh, let me cancel it. I don't give a fuck. Wouldn't mean I would like them, whatever else. I've shook hands with enemies. I've shook hands with people trying to steal money from me here and there. I just try to do different things. So Guy Fieri might be a fan of his, might be a friend of his. I don't know. But all he did was shake this motherfucker's hand and it's just like the fucking barrage of hate and to be trending like number three in the world over fucking shaking dick stain Donald Trump's hand is insane to me. Mel Gibson too and all that shit. Joe Rogan, like who gives a fuck? Like y'all gotta chill. Now I'm sure threads will get there, but it's just fucking crazy. Everything's about fucking hate and we need more than that right now. The world is in a sensitive fucking place right now. And you know, the gaslighting shit is terrible. I hate that fucking word. I hate 
that narcissist and gaslighting. It's just like, listen, you got a bunch of miserable fucking women. Not even feminists, just miserable women who don't have a man. Just this is their fucking keyboard where they can go. And this is their platform. They can go and talk their shit. They got three cats and they ain't got no man. They're miserable. They're fucking just trying to fucking convince their other girlfriends to be miserable with them. Start talking shit. And all of a sudden, Jonah Hill is trending because his ex-girlfriend, Sarah, posted some text messages from years ago and said, I'm so brave. I'm going to post these messages. Look, let me start this off by saying this. Fuck Jonah Hill. I thought Jonah was cool. Met dude a few times. I remember Michael Rapport told me a story about dude. And I was like, all right, let me take this with a grain of salt. Mike is my dog. But, you know, Mike is a little bit harsh sometimes. But Mike is at least real with shit. I saw a different side of Jonah, right? We weren't going to get into it. And I was like, all right, dude is whack. I'm unfollowing him. He's goofy as fuck. And I read the text messages. I seen everything I needed to say. And this is coming from a dude who is not a fan of his. And in fact, I don't even like dude, right? And he's being accused of misogyny. To a certain extent, you could look at it like that. Let's say the roles were reversed. Let's say Sarah, I don't even know her fucking last name, sent Jonah Hill those text messages, right? And I've been in this situation, trust me, okay? I've been in situations where you tell somebody, can you hurry up? You want to hurry up? Don't take 45 minutes to get ready for the gym. If I told you that we're meeting up at 7 and at 6.15, we're like, yo, it's 45 minutes, just so you know. I do this often with people, especially ones who are late, and I'm very punctual. Don't sit there and say I'm verbally abusing you and try to say that there's gaslighting and all kinds of shit and use the terms improperly and all the other bullshit and come out and be like, yo, that's abuse because I told somebody to hurry the fuck up. Let me give you a perfect example of gaslighting. And people who say, oh, you're gaslighting me, gaslighting me. When you say, I'm sorry you feel that way, that's gaslighting. The proper term would have been, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. Anyways, what I'm getting at is, I've seen way worse text messages for a motherfucker to hang Jonah Hill. Now, mind you, yes, his girl or ex-girl is a professional surfboarder. Okay, she posts pictures in bikinis. She's on a surfboard. That's what she does for a living. If Jonah had a problem with that, shouldn't try to tell the girl to not post bikini pics here and there. There's other things he said and this and that. He gave her outs. He gave her options, this and that. She could have been cool with it. She might not have been cool with it. Maybe she was excited because he's famous. Who fucking knows? They're two-way street. It wasn't a one-way street. She could have went one way, and they obviously did. The problem I got with it is dude just had a kid celebrating that she sounds salty she's starting up some shit now and taking off that maybe she misses him i don't fucking know but that's what shit is that's what compromise is let's say for instance you like fucking pepsi and you hate coca-cola and let's say your wife loves coca-cola and she hates pepsi you make sacrifices you don't bring that shit up especially if you guys hugged it out you talked about it this and that 
you're like, all right, let me weigh this in one hand, let me weigh it in another. There's things, and it could be deeper than that. I'm talking about, of course, there could be some ways of sex. There could be certain things that might bother her, some things that she looks past. And because she looked past, you're supposed to look past other things and whatever, boom, and you guys weigh it all out. Like You look at the bigger picture. For motherfuckers to hang Jonah Hill that heavy for that shit, when the, if the roles were fucking reversed, that's some bullshit, man. I just think that this, this fucking world is getting soft, right? And I think that there needs to be more consequences for people who are too soft. And it's it just, it's what the fuck it is, man. It's fucking bullshit. We can't keep awarding motherfuckers who are sensitive. We need to take shit back, man. Kids need to get spanked. Kids need to be disciplined. Motherfuckers are complaining about jail. Now I get it. If you didn't do the crime, cool here and there. There's a ways to avoid it. You can't. There is a system that's against people. I get that. But what I'm getting at is I was a troublemaker. I, trouble found me. I ain't been in trouble in a long ass time. They still try to fuck with me, but I'm saying like you can avoid shit. All right. If you did a crime, don't like the law, don't do crime. Right? Jail is not supposed to be a nice fucking place. I hope I never have to fucking go there and I shouldn't ever go there. But I'm saying when people complain about prison overcrowding, this and that, there's still humans here and there. No shit. We got bigger shit to worry about than motherfuckers that stole, killed, hurt, did some other shit. I don't know, man. It, it's just a fucking shit show in the world right now. So, Real quick about threads. Threads is lit. I like it. Simple. No DMs. Some features I'm sure they'll come out later. Yeah, it looks like it's a copycat of Twitter. But the algorithm is rocking. I fuck with it. Um, it feels different, even though it's, you know, pretty much a duplicate of Twitter. I don't know, man. It's a tripped out spot. You know, I think that right now, as long as I don't see any politics on there, I do see some fake gurus and fucking conmen out there trying to give fake motivational speech shit that ain't really live what the fuck they're talking about. And that's the problem I got when motherfuckers ain't practicing what they preach out here fucking robbing people, conning people, stealing people's fucking retirement money and old people's money and conning people and going out there and talking about motivation. I can make you rich. Fuck out of here. Seen some spam on there. I knew it was going to come. But like, Right now, it's somewhat clean. I'm not really seeing OnlyFans pages being promoted here and there. I see some old gang people out there. You know, the old, I say the old gang. I'm about people I follow, shit like that. People I don't really talk to. It's cool to see it. It just feels different. And I would love to put different content on there unless I'm promoting a show or something than the shit that I do on Twitter. But I know also I've, I've been way on Twitter way less. You know, I check Twitter for news and trends, but it's just like, again, it's just all hate. But right now, Threads is lit. I'm blessed to have my TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and threads be at Ben Baller. I don't have to change my name to something else. And people are complaining. Oh, man, you know, if you delete your threads account, you delete your Instagram account. Don't fucking delete your threads account then, dumbass. Delete the threads that you write and fucking deactivate the page. What the fuck is your problem? That's just weirdo shit that people complain about. And it's just strange. Like, I even see my friends who are like, I could see they're in business with Elon do business with Twitter. I get it. Low-key hating. Then get the fuck off, man. I'm not hanging out of places. I'm not welcome. I'm not, I'm not trying to kick with people that don't like me. I mean, I'm going to go somewhere. It's not like I'm going to Target and be like, oh, fuck, there goes that guy, Jason. I don't like that motherfucker. I'm not going to Target. No, motherfucker. I'm talking about going to a party where you know you're going to run into a dude and 
you know it's a place where there might be some confrontation. I'm not saying I'm going to avoid somebody. I'll make the decision if it's worth it. But if you got a powerful voice and you don't like something, fuck you don't go on there for. Again, you do what the fuck you want. I like threads. Hope it sticks around. Um, I wish it was integrated like Reels is. And I'm not really a big fan of Reels. Reels is a TikTok bite, but who gives a fuck? I'm not a huge fan of TikTok. The only reason I go to TikTok is to watch my boy Chef Reactions. It's the only reason why I go on there. I don't give a fuck about nothing else. But I'm just getting old and I'm bitter. Well, not bitter. I'm just talking shit. But yeah, Threads is lit. Fuck with it. Follow me on there. And um, <laughs> I was going to say something, but I just won't. I just will not say it. But yeah, man, um, let's take a break real quick. Uh, and we'll talk about some amazing times I had in San Diego with the kids and how much I love that city and, and uh, all that good stuff. Yo, Miles, throw on some music. Yeah, that's the beat right there. All right, let's pay some bills. and We'll be right back, y'all. Summertime is here, which means you need some new wardrobe options. The most comfortable pieces of clothing I own right now, my doer shirts and pants. Doer, yes. They feel so comfortable I could do anything wearing them. These clothes are so well made that I find myself wearing them all the time, wash after wash. Doer stretch performance denim and lifestyle apparel is made for the doers. They combine comfort with style and quality for all what we do in a day. So not only does Doer look and feel great, it's a brand I'm happy to support. I'm telling you, Doer will be your new favorite pair of pants. Get them today. Check out Doer's flagship store in LA and Denver or shop at line at shopdoer.com. That's S-H-O-P-D-U-E-R.com. I've arranged something special with Doer. Just my listeners, 15% off site-wide when you use my promo code BALLER. That's an awesome deal because Doer never goes on sale. Don't miss out. 15% off. Go to shopdoer.com and use my promo code BALLER. That's shopdoer, promo code BALLER. The sun shines brighter in the summer and your skin deserves the utmost attention. Fortunately, our friends at Caldera Lab are here to ensure your skin is well prepared for the seasons ahead. Ever since I incorporated Caldera Lab into my routine, taking care of my skin has never been simpler. Did you see my pics in San Diego? I'm really fucking with this right now, okay? It's like, for real, for real. Their products are clinically proven and help visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Use code BALLER at Caldera Lab to enjoy an exclusive 20% off their finest products. This is one of my skincare secrets that I'm sharing with the BTB Army. Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products, and the regimen leads off their product lineup a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Inside this bundle, you'll find the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. The clean slate is where you start your day. It's a balancing cleanser that uses gentle plant-based cleansing, leaving all skin types exceptionally refreshed. The base layer is a nutrient-dense, fortifying moisturizer 
that hydrates your skin and absorbs fast, leaving you with a matte finish. So when you start your day off, you start it confidently. The Good is your go-to at night before bed and a clinically proven multifunctional serum that helps your skin look tighter and smoother as well as helps reduce the visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. In every drop of the serum, there are 3.4 million antioxidant units protecting your skin. Want to know what that means? Well, I have no clue. <laughs> but it must be good though, right? From the regimen, Caldera Lab has another way to take your skin to the next level. They have an eye serum called the Icon. It addresses the three most common skin concerns around the eye. Fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness. Get 20% off with our code BALLER at calderalab.com. That's 20% off at calderalab.com by using code BALLER. Elevate your skincare game this summer with Caldera Lab. That's C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B. If your business earns millions or tens of millions of revenue, stop what you're doing and take a listen. Because NetSuite by Oracle has just rolled out the best offer we've ever seen. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control you need to make better decisions faster. And for the first time in NetSuite's 25 years as the number one cloud financial system, you can defer payments of a full NetSuite implementation for six months. That's no payment and no interest for six months. And you can take advantage of this special financing offer today. NetSuite is number one because they give your business everything you need in real time all in one place to reduce manual processes, boost efficiency, build forecasts, and increase productivity across every department. The power of having all the information in one place to make better decisions and the unprecedented offer NetSuite is providing to make that possible. 33,000 companies have already upgraded to NetSuite, gaining visibility and control over their financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. If you've been sizing NetSuite up to make the switch, then you know this deal is one of one. No interest, no payments. Take advantage of this special financing offer at netsuite.com slash baller. That's netsuite.com slash baller to get the visibility and control you need to weather any storm. Once again, that's netsuite.com slash baller. Yeah, we're back. Um, if you didn't know the Wash Lord Invitational Oceanside Scramble, which happens October 16th at Arrowwood in Oceanside, California, sign up is now. We are practically out. So I got to figure this is how it's going to work out because yesterday I let my subscribers join. Sign up for the public is to message info at washedgolf.com. This will sell out and it's going to sell out. And uh, this is a less sponsored event. It is still brought to you by Michelob Ultra and TaylorMade. We're going to have a special dinner prior for VIP guests the night before. The price for each person is $275, which is literally half of what the WLI was. So make sure you jump in, okay? Info at washgolf.com. Jump in. Message for foursomes, for corporate stuff and things like that. But right about now, I got two special guests 
they have been on the show before and they woke up really early. Shit, Miles, I have to redo this thing because it won't let me push three and punch him in. So I'm going to add him. It's, it's Lennon Ryder. So the special guests are here and they're up early. Little munchkins. My two sons, London and Ryder. What's up, guys? Hello. 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 London, you got to put your funny face in front of them. Hello. Hey, don't do that, oh, London. Oh. Hello. What are you, crazy? Hello. Okay, so guys. Hi, viewers. Guys, what was, the, what was your favorite part of last week? The pancake. Pancake? What are you talking about? Pancake. What pancakes? The pancakes at the restaurant. Which one? The, bricks. The Dragon's Den and Bricks. Where's that at? At the hotels. What hotel? The Castle Hotel and the Legoland Hotel. Oh, that was your favorite part of the of yeah. the whole last week. Yeah, but not my most, fa- but not one of them. And you know, my other favorite part was was um the rides and the and the pizza. That's it. In the games. Not spending time with daddy. And spending time, time with you. Yeah. Okay. So, hey, tell the people, what are you going to be for Halloween? Spooky, scary clown. Um, you said you're going to be a 1984 what? 1983 birthday clown. All right, Lennon, what are you going to be for Halloween? Spooky, scary clown. All right, hey, guys, Kaya's birthday is coming up in a couple weeks. What are you guys going to get her for her birthday? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. She doesn't deserve anything. I'm going to get her a jack-in-the-box. <laughs> Exploding one. Oh my god, you guys are seriously that's terrible. It's your little sister. We're gonna get her a jack in the box. Jack in right. the that box. explodes. Yeah, we're gonna get her a jack London, in the box. London, what do you want for your birthday? Your birthday's next month. What do you want, London? Oculus. No, I'm serious, London. What do you want for your birthday? New headphone charger. A new headphone charger? The Ben Baller headphones one charge. Okay. All right. What are you guys doing this week? I don't know. Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. We're going to Las Vegas. Mom is bringing us there. Oh, yeah. Are you guys going to gamble? Yeah. We're too young. You're too young? Are you guys going to party? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go to Las... To the Bean. The Bean? Yeah. What's that? The Big Bean. The Big Bean? Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, is there anything? Is there anything else you want to say before you guys get off the show? Nah, I, I don't know. No. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you for coming on. I love you. Bye, viewers. Bye. So, anyways, that was London Ryder. I just, uh, I don't know what the fuck they're doing up this early, man. Um, you know what? Speaking of Vegas, I was in Vegas a week ago. We were there for the match. The event was produced by my agency. Um, XL and um, you know got to link up my boy Travis Kelsey um, Andre Iguodala um, Von Miller fuck a ton of people I, I'm like my brain is so out of it a bunch of LPGA players part three is really starting to bubble the fuck up starting to heat up and we're gonna really do some big things we still have that match with part three coming up we're gonna start shooting some actual golf on the courses coming up we got a lot of things coming up and it's just it's just exciting and I'm excited about this Wash Lord Scramble. Shit's going to be dope. But you know what? I got to give a big shout out to the Wynn Casino and Resort. 
for taking care of us and taking care of the Par 3 crew. You know, the wind is just really the only option in Las Vegas. I really couldn't stay anywhere else. And by the way, the course was so pure. It was ridiculous. I had my first hole out from 52 yards. It was hot as hell, 100 degrees, but it was just so nice, man. The VIP section for the match in the pavilion was A1. They had a, a spicy tuna roll section. They had a burger section. They had a glizzy section. They had tacos. They had free liquor. I mean, everything was just lit. It, it was just a great experience. I, I really got to give a shout out to my agency, Excel Sports Management. And um, yeah, man, what else is there uh, that I forgot? Oh, by the way, we had an amazing subscriber meetup in Ontario at the Dave & Buster's. You know what? Instead of just kind of getting around and playing video games, we did that for like 20, 30 minutes. But what I did was for an hour, I just really chopped it up with about 19 heads, had a great conversation. And it's like, I think subscription price is 4 or $5 a month. Each person got 80 to 100 bucks because you get like a $60, $75 power card. You get like $25 in food. You got $100. It's like, that's over a year subscription. You can't match that when you come to a meetup. It's crazy. You know what I mean? And all I really ask for is, you know, for you to send your driver's license and shit like that. But shout out to Dave and Buster. Shout out to my dog, Popeye. So also my partner with the Wash Lord Invitational. I was going to say, yeah, San Diego was lit. Legoland. Damn, man. All you keep talking about is pancakes. It's like, I got to chill. Riders got to chill out. But I will say this. Even though the boys are picky eaters and they're the ones who have allergies. And we're going to hopefully cure those soon. Kaya is using ranch dressing with her pizza. She's putting mustard on the hot dogs. She's eating barbecue sauce with her chicken strips and everything. She's eating asparagus. She's eating Korean barbecue, eating steak. Her mom is the one that got her with the ranch and her mom got her doing other stuff and everything else. That's definitely a Nicolette thing. But I'm excited to take them to Hawaii because Kai didn't get to go last time. It was an unfortunate situation. Um, I will not have a kids for just over a week. And that's going to fuck me up because um, I had so much fun with them, you know, for the last four days. And I got to see them so much. But they're going to go on a little vacation with their mom and, and spend some time and everything. And it's so funny, man. I got a crazy message the other day. And it's like, divorce was the best thing could ever happen to you. You spend more time with your kid on social media now than ever. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be just half a clown say some shit like that I think in the last 10 years I probably posted my kids more than anything else period if anything now I see them less than I did before if anything now I spend more time with them I saw I spend less time with them for obvious reasons so that shit cracks me up but yeah man it's, it's always a weird thing I have to spend a lot of time. It's always a, a relief um, at some times. But, you know, it's London especially because he's like really in writer too. You know what I'm saying? Kai, she doesn't really get it yet. She she kind of does. And I hope it doesn't fuck him up. You know what I mean? That's the most, that's my biggest goal is to make sure that she just comes out of this the most unscathed and she knows that I'm there for her. But um, I'm hyped to take him to Hawaii, like I said. And, you know, eventually we will get to go to Tokyo and do some other things. I think there's a lot of things that they're going to get to do that they won't get to do normally, which is good. Because it's like, I can't just take two of the kids or take one of them. You know what I'm saying? We got all three. So it's like, it is what it is. 
So that's another thing too. Kaya started playing golf last week because the boys, you know, they got golf practice. And when I got them, I can't just, I'm not going to hire a babysitter just for Kaya. That's just stupid. I don't care if she don't like it or not. But she actually took to it. So shout out to all the guys at Roger Dunn. I got her a little pink putter and her practicing two putts and three putts and, and she's loving it. And it's fucking awesome because now she's got something to do. And I thought about it. I was like, I wish Nick fucking golfed. I kind of asked her before and she wasn't really interested, but I think if she really got into it, she'd fuck with it. Maybe, I don't know. Who cares? But it got me thinking back about what's going on with the economy and how fucked up shit is and everything. And it's people like, oh, I don't want to hear about this shit. It's like, you don't want to hear about the truth. I know people are like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this, whatever. And these are dudes who don't got no job or ain't got no hustle, ain't got shit going on. So what you want to hear about? You want to hear about bitches? You want to hear about sports? You want to hear about a bunch of shit that's light and whatever and cool? And I get it. A lot of people want to be light. But if they're friends of mine, I don't want to keep it light all the time because I do want to motivate them. My wife used to say, you know what, man? Your belly's getting big here and there, whatever. I don't want to hear that shit. But in the back of my mind, I knew I needed to get right. But if you fucking around and you grown, and when I say grown, I'm talking about well into your 30s and 40s and you ain't got shit going on you ain't really trying to make no money or you trying to live off another girl and you out trying to play golf and you trying to do other things and you ain't really thinking about making no bread or really making some shit happen or at least try to attempt to make something happen. I'm talking about you getting anxiety or you don't like when motherfuckers is bringing up real shit. When's a good time then? Seems like never, right? You don't ever want reality to hit you. And it's like when people get scared about hearing the truth, whether it be negative or bad, something bad about themselves, I don't want to hear about this shit. And I get it. Don't call it bullying, whether you're a girl or a boy. Man, woman, whatever the fuck it is. You need to deal with reality, right? To a certain extent. I ain't talking about some of the issues, whether it be, you know, fucking PETA or whatever, or TikTok challenge or, you know, school shootings or anything else, unless somehow you can, you know, really contribute besides just, you know, saying something. If you are getting anxiety because it's going to be dark at 9 p.m. and, you know what I'm saying, sunrise is going to be at 7 a.m., whatever the fuck it is, it's like, come on, man. And I know it's deeper than that. I'm just saying, like, when the, the walls are closing in and you know they are, you can sit there and be like, all right, fuck it. Let it close. All right, fuck it. Let my credit go to shit. All right, fuck it. But if you can't make an attempt, try to be like, all right, well, let's, let's, you know, I don't want to talk about it right now. I understand if it's like six months away, sort of. But if it's like three weeks away or whatever, and you ain't got no plan, you ain't thought about it, or you think shit's cap, or you think someone's going to bail you out. Look, man. The middle class has been extinct for a long time, guys. I got nothing wrong with being middle class. In a way, I always, I don't ever think I'm poor, right? But I don't think I'm rich, no matter how fucked up things are, no matter how well I live here and there. Because the bar that's set so high amongst friends, colleagues, amongst people I even barely know, when I know motherfuckers have $100 billion out there and you think about that separation, that divide, and you think about homeless people, it's like, what happened to the fucking middle class? Because if you think about the fact that 95% or more of adults living in the United States of America don't have $25,000 saved to their name, and $25,000 
won't even take care of a lot of motherfuckers' bills, depending on how you live. And it's just like crazy, right? Meanwhile, a fucking latte in Las Vegas at the win is $16, right? Two big ball waters, 30 bucks in fucking Vegas in your, in your hotel room. It's like, you really got to think about what the fuck is going on. I was at Legoland this last week. You see a bunch of just regular ass people coming from all over the country. And you're like, hold the fuck up. And it's not really necessarily being nosy. I'll be in the elevator, be like, yo, where you guys from? Oh, okay, cool, whatever. People save an entire year's vacation to do some shit that, you know, my kids get to do when they really want to. And that's why I grind so hard, right? But it's not fair, right? Life is not fair. You just got to swallow that shit up, man, and really think about it. Even if you're fortunate and you're blessed, you still have to eat that shit up. I put a fire under my ass every single day and I think about it, right? I'm like, all right, what's the next thing to pop? What's the next thing to do? When I say I'm trying to change the landscape of golf, I am trying to make it more accessible. I am trying to make it bigger. I am trying to open it up so there is more opportunity, more jobs. It is. It becomes so popular. It's like the little fucking dumbass hoverboards that are all over the place. At a certain point, people all over the hood had them, right? Not just rich kids or whatever. About priorities. But it is a great game. And it does teach integrity. And there are a lot of parallels with golf and life. So I just think if people took, you know, a lot of the really, really core parts of golf into real life situations, you'd be fucking surprised, man. How much it could change you. All I'm saying is we're in a fucked up place economically, right? And Biden's talking about he's not going to wash out the um, student loan debt and all that stuff. But yet they forgave trillions in PPP loans. Most of the people in PPP loans were fucking rich. So it's a fucked up situation, you know. Thank God I didn't have any student debt. Nicolette did. She had college loans or whatever. You know, um, obviously I took care of them. What am I supposed to fucking do? But like, it's it's just getting crazier and crazier with college. I'm not going to get too deep into the whole fucking thing with, with the federal aid and, and, and financial aid and government loans with school, this and that. Meanwhile, the cost of college is going up. And it's actually beneficial for you not to go to fucking college unless you're going to be a teacher, a doctor, a lawyer, some sort of actual career. You can't just go there for business. You could learn shit somewhere else. And it's fucked up because the schools are getting richer. They ain't got to deal with the shit because the government's paying for it. So it's just a circle jerk all the way through. And if I don't talk about some real shit on this show, then what the fuck is my point? Like, what the fuck is the purpose? I mean, I like to keep things light. I like to joke around and shit like that too. But just saying, man. Elon Musk is a smart dude. He went off on fucking uh, Zuck yesterday, called him a cuck, said he wanted to have a little uh, dick measuring contest and he's just getting on some weirdo shit. Dog, you a fucking geek, bro. You rich as fuck. You you know, you kind of cool because you, you, know, you are, uh, I'm sure, a semi-genius. But don't be salty, you know what I'm saying, that you spent $44 billion on a motherfucking company that's worth $15 billion now. And Zuckerberg's got, what, there's like 100 fucking million users right now. 
and there will be at least a couple billion on threads soon. Think about that. That's going to be a fucking hundred billion dollar company soon. And it just jumps Meta's fucking stock all the way the fucking through the roof. Anyways, um, if anybody plays with an Oculus, Ryder is obsessed with that shit. Could you tell me if there's an alternative for controllers? Because he busted one of them and I'm about to spend 250 on fucking new controllers again because he's busted the second fucking Oculus he's busted. And if you are on Oculus, I don't, you know what? Shoot me a DM on the Bimballer page and, and tell me what other games are. Because right now he's obsessed with this fucking gorilla tag or whatever the fuck it is or some shit like that. And look, guys, man, I'm sorry that I took that time off um, 4th of July weekend um, a week a week ago, it was, um, man, it's, it, it, it just, again, peaks and valleys, ebbs and flows, ups and downs. So, you know, I'm back. I'm good. I might take a little time off myself, but the microphone will still be here. And believe it or not, this is therapeutic. He's speaking, spitting game to you guys and everything. So have a great week. Catch me on threads. I doubt I'm going to say too much on Twitter. It, it's just fucking... On the commercial break, I logged on and I saw a poll. And this dude said, would you rather have your kids be in the KKK or be part of the LBGTQ community? And it was just fucking crazy. I was just like, yo, bro, I, I might have to delete this app for real. Like I'm about to cancel my Twitter blue subscription. It's just, I'll see you on threads, y'all. All right, man. Meanwhile, we got Lakey Lake in the background. So, um... Again, I'll see you guys on Monday, man. That That is it for the show. I'm a little speechless, but I am excited that my boys made it to the show again. And shout out to everyone that has listened to this show. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. And I love y'all. All right, peace. Peace.